So being a designer in Arduino is like working 360 degrees with creating a product to a service. And, and also being a, a team leader means just going and motivating my team to grow and to experiment and to innovate and enabling them to just try and, and experiment with design, you know, because we are creating things that maybe they don't exist. Welcome to the What is UX podcast, the show where we interview design leaders about their journey and experience so that you may learn from them. I'm your host, Peck Pompat. On this episode, we have the amazing Isabella Friere, and she is a designer from Arduino. And I love to, I guess for the design community, a lot of young designers have probably never heard of what Arduino is, but it's quite an amazing platform. So Isabella, if you don't mind, please tell the audience a little bit about that and actually where you are. Yeah, sure. First of all, thanks, Beck, for the invitation. And uh, I'm really happy to, to be here and to talk to your audience. I am actually in Turin, Italy, in the northeast of Italy. That's where Arduino was born. And uh, actually, Arduino is a company that is around 16 years old right now. Super sweet 16, let's say. <laughs> and yeah, maybe some young designers, they, they don't know Arduino yet, but Arduino has been let's say, a very important part of the maker uh, movement that happened around 10, 12 years ago. It was this huge movement of do-it-yourself, tinkering things, programming, creating fab labs, and being just being creative and playing with interaction and design. And, and this created a very strong, let's say, also mentality and, and way of uh, approaching things. I think it also quite helped to bring more awareness to the design and interaction culture, not only the design we know today, but for the design that we know today. So um, Arduino enabled a lot of people to, to innovate, to approach technology in a, a more democratic way. So you could just buy the board and bring it to your home and create a project with a robot or uh, automate something by yourself by just you know creating code a very and yeah that's uh, that's basically <laughs> what Arduino has been doing for the past years and what are some of the coolest things that people have makers have been have created using Arduino in well i mean from cars <laughs> actually to even like life size cars or like RC like play prototypes, prototypes, prototypes. Yes. but I've seen recently something that is very funny. It cracked me up when I saw it. It was someone created this robot that does uh, tricks like hiding money and putting money back together in the <laughs> no that's just that old trick it's so silly and, but awesome yeah and for me it was like this is so silly but it's, this is so amusing at the same time and and it takes a lot of thinking on how to do it how to imitate right a way a magician does it and, and make a robot out of it so this was the last project that left me like really thinking Arduino can make you can enable you to make everything you want, really everything. Yeah. And uh, just to set the stage, uh, what are some of the most impressive stats of Arduino for the audience? Well, Arduino has actually a huge community. I think that's the, let's say, the best thing about Arduino because we have more than 30 million users on our website yearly. And we also have more than 1 million and a half registered users of Arduino Cloud Services. Our IDE has been downloaded by 
millions and millions of, of people during time and it's used right now by uh, so many people to create projects and, and just play with technology. Besides makers, what are like some, how are some of the big companies and enterprises using Arduino? Well, there are a lot of people, for instance, Arduino is even sometimes named by engineers or people who works at Apple, because that's like the basics to get in. Sometimes we've been working with Google a lot, especially for education. We work with so many other companies, national companies or international. I think I can maybe spoil something today. Okay, yeah, go for it. <laughs> lately, yeah. lately, we've been uh, working a lot with Raspberry Pi. Never heard of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, maybe you have or you haven't, but uh, yeah, lately we have been together with uh, Raspberry Pi creating a new thing that is coming up very soon that will be really ahead of our game. And uh, I can tell you more about it. Just, you know, stay tuned on the Arduino website because this is coming. And with our friends from Raspberry Pi, this is going to be big. They have been doing a lot of uh, incredible stuff lately too. And yeah, but we've also been doing other partnerships with more, let's say, professional companies like Bosch or just this huge automation and technology companies. So we've been everywhere around you, wherever you turn to, you see Arduino. So, so basically some of the Bosch like hardware devices are have Arduino boards yeah, on and, them and they're and, essentially IoT devices. Yeah, and we are creating also stuff together. Oh, very cool, very cool. Mm -hmm. So as design team leader at Arduino, what, what is your role there and what are some of the products you work on? Uh, well, I actually, I uh, lead a, a team of 10 designers. They come from different backgrounds. We have people from everywhere around the world. And we we have a, a, a small team, let's say, in a way, but very packed with different skill sets and, and so on. We go from working on hardware with hardware team and working also with the software team. So being a designer in Arduino is like working 360 degrees with creating a product to a service and, and also being a team leader means just going and motivating my team to grow and to experiment and to innovate and enabling them to just try and, and experiment with design, you know, because we are creating things that maybe they don't exist. Actually, most things we create that they don't exist before they have they are created by us so it's all very experimental in a way we have a, a lot of room to to play with education or more professional projects or with more maker projects actually so it's a wild ride <laughs> yeah i can imagine when you're dealing with for example a mobile app or an iphone app the constraints are pretty well-established, you know, there's Apple human interface guidelines, or when you're dealing with a web app, there's some web standards. When you're dealing with Arduino, they can be any hardware device with any, probably, maybe there are some constraints, but I, I would say it's more like Android that way, where Android can be in many types of devices, and you don't know what you're going to end up with. So is, is exactly. it more like that? Yeah, it's quite organic, actually, and our community plays uh, a huge part at helping us uh, creating the things we create because it, it comes from us, but it comes also a lot from them, right? So what are their needs, what they are creating, what would be helpful for them to create something? Because it's not that we are giving you a final thing, right? We are giving the tools to you, the tool set to 
for you to be able to create what you want to create. There is a very learn by doing approach to that, which is the main main base of Arduino is like you get an Arduino, but you'll be learning a lot and you will get eventually to a more professional thing or you'll just create everything you are you know dreaming to create but you have a lot of fun during the 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 process and and it's always a matter of how far we want to go right because we want to give people the as i said the tool sets for them to innovate but we don't want to spoil the fun they have to have some challenges here and there to be able <laughs> to come up with with nice solutions. So it's uh, it's great because you're always you know trying to find the the right balance between both. Yeah, are all the ten designers co-located in Turin, or are they everywhere? No, they are everywhere. Let's say that most of them are located in Turin because that's where our headquarters are. But we also have another headquarters in Malmö, Sweden. So some of them are there and some of them are around the world or around Italy even. Uh, We have people from Turkey, from Sweden. I'm from Brazil. (laughs) We have Italians, Ukrainians and So how long have you been living in Italy? Well, it's going to be eight years now. Wow. It's been a while. Yeah. (laughs) How's that contrast from from Brazil? Do you miss home? Well, especially right now that I can come back home and it's been a while. Yeah, I miss a lot home, but I I have to admit that Italians are, they remind me a lot of how we are in in Brazil. You know, they are very uh, friendly and open and they are a lot. I mean, their culture is very familiar to me in a way because it's all about you know your mama your <laughs> friends and uh, being very close to your family and so on and eating well and enjoying life dolce vita that's a little too much sometimes <laughs> yeah a little bit too much and i mean but you can get used to it you know you yeah, can get yeah. just too used to it but yeah this makes me feel home i must say because brazilians they are like that too they are very open-minded and very welcoming yeah. Huh? fortunately yeah yeah <laughs> what are some of the products that we can see your teams work in so i'm looking at the software section of arduino right now do you, you work on the web editor you work on the ide Yes, uh, all the above. Have, yeah, we have people working on the IDE. We have people working on the Arduino uh, IoT Cloud, which is like our main software right now. And on the software side, yes. But if you see any product from Arduino, even if it's a hardware piece or anything, it passes through our design uh, team who works on the packaging, who works on the brand, on illustrations, animations, tutorials. Everything. Everything, yes. So from conception to, you know, to the final product. And they are connected. I mean, who works with the hardware is connected to the software. So it's, uh, let's say, a full experience. Mm -hmm. In terms of when I think of Arduino, you know, prior to our conversation and catching up on our, where Arduino was, my my mind was Arduino was all about the hardware and the Arduino boards. But, you know, having since caught up, like, there's a big software piece and IoT and a cloud piece. What, in terms of the business, what is it look like now in terms of, for example, a concrete question would be like, where's the revenue coming from? You know, is it mostly software? Is it still hardware? 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a great question because actually, of course, we are known because of our hardware part, our hardware soap. But we have been entering this software software world in the last years, and this is really changing the way we do business. Because first, we we were supposed to give you, you know, the hardware, and that's it. If there is a need for software, you go and. You can create it yourself, right? And right now we are experimenting the the other way around. We are like, okay, we have the hardware we need, but how can we connect these things? You know, how can we connect devices? How can we create things through the cloud? This is play, this is playing a, a very important uh, role in the Arduino company right now. As a company, we are really shifting from being just a hardware company to be a hardware and software slash cloud company. And for, I'm going to make it a little more abstract, or maybe it's not, but, you know, for designers thinking about, you know, to me, right, designing for mobile, pretty straightforward. In fact, when I mentor designers, I, you know, I try to tell them to start with mobile because they're very simpler interfaces. Web, you know, the interface for a SaaS product could be very complicated because it can have multiple widgets. Mobile, typically, there's really only one thing going on on a screen. When designing for Arduino devices or interfaces, what are some of the best practices? You know, like if if you have a person who's never really worked on Arduino, what are some of the best advice you can give or recommendations? Well, I think that first is like try to leave your bias behind. Because you're gonna be uh, amazed by what our community is, is able to do and, and what you're gonna learn. I mean, you're gonna learn a different kind of different approach to design, right? Because we have a very strong design part in our community, but we mostly design for people who they are who aren't designers, actually. You have to put yourself in this these people's shoes, right? So it's okay. I can't take anything for granted. I can take anything like as uh, solid because I am used to use an interface like that and so on. Because actually people who use Arduino, they can be people that aren't normally Apple users maybe, or they are not very technology friendly. You know, they use them technology sometimes, but they rather tinker things. So it's a, a very different approach. So sometimes people... They say, okay, work with Arduino might be easy because it means that you have an audience that already knows what design is and uh, what to expect, and they can understand everything from your platform. And it's not like that. You have to make it as accessible as possible because we speak to designers, but we also speak to people who is just curious. You know, they are curious and they want to get to know things and how things are done. And they are the main base, a user base for what we do. So it's just don't take things for granted. It's not, we don't know everything and we are not supposed to know everything. We are learning all the time with our users. They are always teaching things to us every day and like transforming the way we see design, you know, and UX. How does, I know that the, I'm sure the IDE tools for developers building on Arduino is, is very mature. Are there any design tools for designers who are designing interface Arduino? Well, interface? actually there are, we have education products that helps designers and interaction designers to create interactive things. You get 
the whole deal, right? You get to know what Arduino is, what programming is, what the hardware, a board or a carrier, a shield is, and, and how you can make these things connect to be able to create an interactive thing. Mm-hmm. Being it a dashboard, because you want to control something in your home, for instance, you, ha- you want to create a smart garden or you want to control the lights in a place, right? Or being it just creating an interactive panel or using sensors to, to create art, for instance. Okay, now you got me. What are some of the Arduino devices in your home that you're using to control something? Well, there is the Oplakit, which one of the la- latest devices we use, we created, that is supposed to be, you know, the off-the-shelf IoT thing for extremely, let's say, start, uh, start starting users to more advanced users that you just can create, for instance, a temperature sensor or you can connect it to uh, your smart garden. And that's basically, I mean, I'm very into home automation. So for me, that's my thing to control everything. And the next project I want to do, I want to make my, my window panels automated because I'm always like, when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, yeah, I, I can stay five minutes more. But then, you know, I have the sun. I want to put my windows down and, and just control it by my phone and tell my Arduino to do that for me and not worry about it anymore. You know? so would you want that voice activated or, or do you have to do it via phone? Like, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, via my, my friend, my CD friend. <laughs> Yeah, very cool. What else are you trying to control? You, you tell me about home automation. What, what else are you trying to do? Like, that's interesting. Well, I, I have to admit something, and this is a secret I'm not very proud of. I am very bad with plants. Like, really, <laughs> I can make a cactus die. In like you and me both. Uh, the, the thing in the background <laughs> there, I was just commenting that I, I seemingly killed so, my succulent there. Yeah, that's me. I mean, I can't. I just can't. So I really need to do something about it. And I think Arduino can help me because then I I just don't need to think much of them. <laughs> they can yeah. be there and still be alive. You know? If Yeah, if only there were an Arduino sensor to help me understand the moisture level of the soil in the pot then I wouldn't overwater my plants and kill them by, by there, overwatering. There is, there is yeah. a way of doing it. So yeah. I can send you some some tricks after. <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah, that, that'd be amazing. Yeah. And any yeah. design resources uh, that you think uh, a designer would want if they're designing for Arduino, please send them to me and then I'll include sure. them in the show notes and uh, that, that'll be a great resource. Thank you. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we are all a lot home right now, right? After uh, the pandemic and so on. So that's that's the time where you get to to look around and say, what can I do next? <laughs> what else can I do if, if I can go out? So that's uh, that's basically where Arduino comes in and say, okay, you can do a lot of stuff at home. We can yeah. keep you busy. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, you, you got me excited about Arduino again. Like when I normally, you know, I think of it in a work context. So like, you know, lately we've been using Bluetooth beacons for projects and beacon customization soft can be limiting. So, you know, we've been using Arduinos and Raspberry Pis for really customizing the use cases of a Bluetooth beacon. But again, you know, it's very kind of business enterprisey work oriented, but you got now me, you now got me thinking in ways of just more recreation and fun and consumer. So 
Yeah, and, and we need this, right? We also need to exercise this part of us because as designers, we are very much, what we love is what we work with. But then we have to exercise also what we love that is not work-related. And it's related to our cre- creativity and makes us, you know, recycle a little bit uh, of what we started, you know, with design. Is I'm sure a lot of people, they... They start with design because they are curious. They are dragged into design because it's creative, because it looks nice and and it's interesting. It allows you to create a lot of stuff. And then we shouldn't lose it for just work-related projects. We should always keep on trying to create things for us, for ourselves too. Yeah. So what do you love most about working at Arduino then and and about your career there? Well, I love that it's a very young, very young, let's say, reality to work with Arduino. It's a company that is made of people who are really in love with creativity, with innovation. So you can sense it when you get there. You know, people are always tinkering. The the office can be quite messy because there are creations everywhere. And and it's, we're trying to get a little bit more organized (laughs) these days because it's, but it's quite of a a challenge, but you just sense that there, there are people was just in love with design with innovation and they want to create stuff they want to see how stuff uh, works and that's also what I how I define myself I build stuff and I break stuff you know all the time and and so on and and in Arduino I found the the right place to do so and and the place where this is really appreciated to this fearlessness of creating and, and trying and being experimental yeah. Part of the podcast is about how designers, it's, you know, for the benefit of younger designers to understand how you've navigated your career and ended up here. So what did you study and how, how did you get into design? That's, that a, that's a funny story. Do you have some more time? Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, well, I actually, I am a quite strange designer. I started with code. I, that's me. I, I started with code. Yeah. Yeah, I started coding, doing some front end myself. My I had I had a cousin. She uh, was studying code in the university. She was she was going, and she's an engineer. So she was like, "Yeah, let me you know show you this HTML thing, this CSS." <laughs> and I was like, "What is this?" I mean, you know, and and I was quite curious and I had a lot of time. I was like 12 and just, you know, bored at home. And I started creating my first websites, first stuff, you know. Remember when websites had like two columns, one left, one right? I was there around that time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a time rolling. that there was a blink tag and you couldn't change the background color, the default gray in Netscape. That, that's, that's how that, old. <laughs> that, and CSS was like making it rain in your website you know yeah, things like that going across yes yes I, w- I was that was my first approach to let's say design in a way because I was like playing with the CSS and this stuff and then I eventually grew up and I said okay mm, I want to try other stuff I'm not so good at coding <laughs> myself <laughs> I just arrived you know to a certain stage that I said okay I want to I want to do something else. And then my mom, she actually said, well, there is this university course. It's called design. And it's a a course that you can do stuff. You know, you study to create stuff. And I was like, what kind of stuff? You know, and she said, anything. You just can be creative and uh, and go there and uh, design. 
And I was like, wow, okay, it's very broad, but I'm sold. <laughs> I'm going to see what it's like. And then I started doing it. But it was very, let's say, crafty. The course I was I had in the university, I was like spending my, my whole days in the cutting wood and doing, you know, statues and, and so on. It was very artsy. And I was like, yeah, but I'm not very good at that either. You know, <laughs> let me do something else. And then I fell in love with typography. And that's where I came back to design and to digital design by thanks to typography. I was like, typography is, the, for me, it's the base of design. If anyone wants to start designing, I think that's where they need to. Even the more the more let's say physical part of the, the the typography to the digital typography that we have today and i always say that uh, you you can design well if you can choose the right typography <laughs> you know, it all comes with it it's a consequence <laughs> and um, is there a good book on typography that you recommend oh my god I, i'm gonna send you a list Oh, I appreciate that. I yeah. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. And I also follow, I, I can't remember her name right now, but I'm sending also her name. I follow her on Twitter. She was the, the typography designer of Apple. She also did the icon, the 8-bit icons from Apple that were very, they, they are always a thing, the small Macintosh and so on. Yeah, yeah. The finder, the finder face. So she did those icons. Yeah, and she's for me, she's a, she's just a cool kid. I mean, I look up to her and to her work. So yeah, through, thanks to that, I was like, okay, I like design. Let's let's do it. And then I said, okay, but wait, I know some something. I mean, people are doing you know interfaces and and applications and so on and I sort of started doing this when I was a kid maybe this can help me somehow and uh, and yeah one thing led to the other and then when I, I I was you know old enough to decide what to do actually with my life I said okay that's the the path I want to I want to follow but I guess the the, the thing is design for me actually is about language right Language is everything. Design and code, that's, and also human communication. It's all about language. Either if you go to a different country, you learn a new language. Either if you're coding, it's about learning a little new language. If you want to use Arduino, you got to learn the Arduino language. So it's about communicating and, and design is a, a language in a way, right? It gives you the, the right ways to communicate either through a poster or an interface or a, an, an animation. It, it's a good designer is someone that can communicate uh, well with people, uh, whatever this is, and they can facilitate this communication, right? So for anyone who's starting, I would say just start communicating with people, talking to people. And uh, typography is the base of our first language, right? Which is speaking. So start from there. Yeah. I always try to ask designers in the show, uh, what is good design to them? And I'm going to guess good design is is good communication for you. (laughs) For me, yes, yes. I mean, it's all bound to that because... We do that because we want to communicate something, right? Either through a mobile app, we want to help someone do something. So we are communicating through an app how they can do this. And either if we are creating an art installation, 
we are communicating something, a concept to someone. If we are even doing code, we are communicating with the system. Mm-hmm. So good design is good communication to me. Yeah. And how did you find Arduino? Well, it was kind of fun because I was actually working on another project before. I was in my branding years creating brand and packaging. And I worked in this project that it's quite a nice one. It was about creating workshops for children who is hospitalized with cancer and just bringing, you know, steam and technology to them so they can pass their days in a lighter way there and uh, still not lose a lot of school time during their treatments. And we used to use a lot of Arduino to do so because we use sensors and just basics of programming. And, and then I was like, yeah, Arduino is quite interesting. And there I met Giorgio, who was who is the designer of Arduino, the first one. And then he said, and, and then eventually a couple of years later, he was like, yeah, we're looking for some people. They want to join. And I was like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> That's a great story. Well, thank you so much for your time, Isabella. And thank you for taking a Friday evening and, and doing this interview. And before the interview, you told me in confidence that this is your first interview ever and I think you did great so thank you so it much is. thank you back for the the trust actually because I, I I was quite nervous before I was like okay I'm gonna play cool but <laughs> you know you, I gotta you tell you great. something you did amazing yeah, thank, thank you yeah I appreciate and hopefully we will meet again yes uh, of course and thank you so much and buona notte and mille grazie grazie <laughs> mille <laughs> All right. Ciao. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us on this episode of What is UX? If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you leave us a review, I'll make sure to shout it out on the show. If you have any questions, send them to questions at whatisux.co and our guests and I will try to answer them on the show. And you can always find us on whatisux.co. See you on the next one.